When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame show powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com slash clean. Clean. That's it. I'm Jay Zawoski with Mario Tirabasi. Steven's here with us. Greg Boyson is back at the United Center and will join us after uh, the open locker room and after Luke Richardson speaks. But gang, yeah, the Blackhawks lost, but they scored three goals. Hey, how about that? That's 200% more than the last game. <laughs> is that how that math works? I think so. Uh, it's good enough for me. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, more goals uh is better than not so when they scored the first goal to to open the scoring from from Alex Vlasic it was nice to like have the lead you jumped on a team first it was awesome and then right after they scored that goal it was yeah. like oh shit yeah. <laughs> it's the rangers <laughs> like but hey it was a you fun know, 2 minutes and 10 seconds yeah but hey a uh, great great comeback in the third period felt like the rangers were like just kind of I don't know. The first few minutes of the third period really felt like the Rangers came out and they were just like, ah, let's just not get hurt. It's the Blackhawks. Yeah. Start the bus. And and credit to the Blackhawks. Like, <laughs> very big of them to not sound like the Cubs show, but credit to them for, for still taking the game to the Rangers. And, and it paid yeah. off. Well, look, it's taken me a long time to believe in this Rangers team. Um, but they're good. That's a oh, really good, really deep team that can kind talented. of adapt and play a bunch of different styles. And I think you're right. I do think that the third period, the Rangers said, well, we've got three, mm-hmm. and that's going to be enough. This team can't score more than yeah. one. And look, we back in the dynasty days, remember that? Let's live in that time. Mm. Um, the Hawks would do that all the time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, all right, we got to overtime. All right, time to put the pedal to the metal and win this yeah. game. And they could do it, and they had the horses to do it. And look, I, I have very few complaints about this game. Um, they, they fought hard. They battled hard. It wasn't only the fact that they were down three, one and they tied the game. Like, that's great. Don't get me wrong. Scoring three goals. That's a huge jump for them. Mm -hmm. All sarcasm aside, but there was a lot of fight in the Hawks in this game. Yeah. Net crashing, finishing checks, uh, getting feisty in the crease, getting feisty after the whistle. There was a lot of, uh, a lot of fired up Blackhawks in this game. I think part of it was how awful the officiating was early mm-hmm. in this game. There were so <laughs> many calls the, game the Hawks too. could have gotten. And look, I, I knew in overtime there's no way in hell they're going to call that penalty. 
when they've sure. let everything else go throughout the game. But uh, that one on Kurashev, where he get, he's breaking the net and gets pulled down blatantly right in front of the ref, that was he wasn't, brutal. Yeah, he wasn't tripped, but there was a he was hooked. There was a big slash across the hands. That's yeah. for sure. And then you had the uh, Nick Felino somehow getting penalized for being punched repeatedly. You know, there was a lot of bad refereeing. And I think if you were to go back and listen to all whatever, how many shows we've done this year, I think it's pretty rare that we talk about the the referees. That's not something very we rare. go to very often, yeah. if we if at all. But this was, it was an abundantly unevenly refereed game. And uh, look, when you lose by one, that's the difference. But mm-hmm. uh, the Hawks have nothing to be ashamed of. That was a really good game uh, against a team that is significantly better than them. So before we yeah. continue, we want to remind you that you can vote for the four-star of the game if you're watching us live on YouTube. The three stars of the game, number three, Philip Kurashev, two assists, plus one. Uh, Chris Kreider with a goal right in front of the net where that dude is making money. Yeah. With He was a plus two, and then Mike Zabinajad with the game winner in overtime. So here are your nominees for four-star of the game. Nick Felino scores the game-tying goal, his second in as many games. Three shots on goal, four shot attempts, 20.09 of ice time for him. How about Seth Jones? An assist, plus two, 27.17, ho-hum of ice time, <laughs> a shot on goal, and three shot attempts. And Alex Vlasic scores his second goal of the season. He was a plus one, two shots, three shot attempts, a hit, three block shots, and 26.51 of ice time. The Hawks have two workhorse defensemen. And I just want to say, we love uh, CHGO's very own Nick Felino, but Seth Jones was excellent in this game. Great. And if if there's ever been a night that he deserves to win the four-star, it's this one. He was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, solid defensively, obviously, but lots of times just taking the puck himself, yeah. weaving through traffic and trying to make things happen. He was a man possessed today. Yeah. I mean, it's that that is what you want to see out of the guy that is um, – you know, arguably the the number one most talented defenseman you have on the team at, at both ends of the ice. Uh, I know Alex Vlasic is starting to yeah. uh, wedge his way into that conversation, but it's still Seth Jones. Um, you know, yeah, I think he he had a uh, a very noticeable night. There was, um, and he was called for a penalty. I think it was in the first period, late in the first period, and um, you know, <laughs> Greg, Greg was saying. Uh, something about uh, you know, I uh, had you had uh, Jacob Megna and Louis Crevier killing a penalty. I was like, yeah, well, your best penalty killers yeah. in the box, Blake. You know, not having Seth Jones out there uh, really uh, makes a difference. When he was when he was gone out of the lineup, like it was very noticeable. And having him there tonight uh, to be to be steady, uh, to to be impactful. Yep. Um, you know, and late in the game, you know, getting getting the messaging of the puck on net like there's 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 traffic you have uh, Luke loves to talk about their work six on five as as too often as they get to do it yep um he uh he he likes the way that they play when when they have that opportunity for the most part um and so that's how they they tied the game you got you got traffic in front of the net get the puck shoot the puck it was a good good shot by Seth Jones Jason Dickinson gets the deflection Jones had a really good game I will say uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say who did win it, but when it came down to uh, who's your hawk tonight, the difference between uh, the winner and second place, point zero three game score Ooh. points. 
Dang. Very close. All right. Can't so. wait to find out who won. I, I don't know. Me, me too. Please let me know. <laughs> I'm going to make the graphics. <laughs> I will not look at Slack. I want to find out organically. Okay. Um, I, will, I, will, I will Slack DM it to Steven. There you. you go. Um, you know, this is not a perfect game by any means. You mentioned Jacob Megna. Uh, tough game for him. A couple bad turnovers. Uh, yeah. The penalty called on him was legit. Uh, Ranger got past him. He stuck the leg out to trip him. I mean, I'm not blaming him, of course, but uh, this is probably the first game where he really kind of stood out as like, Ugh. kind yeah. of a kind of a struggle for Jacob Magna in this one. And here's the thing that was driving me crazy during the game. And and since it was a bigger crowd, it was hard to hear you with Greg between us. And I was talking to Greg about this. It's like. The Hawks get the puck in the zone, and they're so content to just keep cycling behind the net. We talked about this last game, too, where if they don't have a play, they throw it behind the net, and then they kind of skate around behind the net, and they try to cycle and and change hands, and then almost inevitably, it just gets turned over, and it leaves the zone. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that every time they have possession, they should be shooting, but there were several opportunities where, hey, just... Throw it towards the net. You don't know what's going to happen. There's some traffic. There's some guys in front. Uh, it happened in the uh, third period, or second period, rather. Mm-hmm. The Hawks just threw a puck on Chesterkin, and he had to make a kick save through traffic. It wasn't a hard shot. It was just, hey, I've got nothing really to do with the puck. I've got a lane. I'm going to take it. I'd like to see more of that. I know this is something that the, um, you know, that, that Luke Richardson and his staff are really, really trying to like grind into these guys practice mm-hmm. last uh yesterday was very much about shooting Shoot. shooting drills shooting the puck get in the habit of having that mindset um but i just the cycling was driving me crazy today yeah it's like holy cow just get one through just get one through and there's a couple times where it does work um to yeah, sure. to, to make to make the defending team work there was a shift where I think it was uh, the the black. I think it was Blackwell, Felino, and was it Donato? I don't know how they got all got out there because they're all on three different lines. Maybe it was after a penalty kill. I can't remember, but um, but they were just going, you know, around. Uh, granted, it didn't turn into like a yeah. high danger chance or anything like that. But it was an extended period of time of, of possession. They were playing close around the net. You know, maybe. Maybe got a shot or two on Shesterkin, and um, you know something we don't see too often with with this team are those long sustained possessions in the offensive zone. And yeah, they might might not turn into goals all the time, but sometimes just wearing down, you know, forcing forcing the uh, you know the five guys on the ice against you mm, to five to guys. have a yeah um, <laughs> to uh, to have a shift where. You know, you're out there for a minute and a half, two sure. minutes, two yeah. minutes, and you're forced to defend. That that is a, a a small victory in the grand scheme of of the game. So, it's good when you have that opportunity to have those kinds of possessions. But you ultimately you always want them ending up in a quality scoring chance. And and I think as much as we're as much as we hammer this team for like you just need to shoot when you have the opportunity to, they're still wired to have that like hockey sense of like well it's a bad angle so let me try and get, yeah. let me try and extend this play and see if I can get a, a better opportunity and and that I'm that I'm fine with but 
in the case where it's just like if there's an open lane and you're passing it up, that's yeah. That's and and I mean, to me, my mindset too is, and I know these guys don't and can't think this way. It's when you've got pretty much a four A team, if we want to use uh, baseball terminology, pretty much the more passes you make, the more puck exchanges you try to complete, the more likely you are to lose possession of the puck. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing if it's you know, Bedard and Taylor Hall and Nick Felino out there cycling the puck. Mm-hmm. It's different when it's Ryan Donato and Colin Blackwell and forward X out there mm-hmm. right. cycling the puck. Like, I think there's only so much talent on this team and they can't play in a, a style that doesn't suit them. And I think that's kind of been part of the issue all year. And I think another part of that too is when you're struggling to score – you have this mentality of we have to create a perfect scoring chance. Yeah. Because it's the only way this is going to work. And I think when we've had those frustrations in games past where the shots are not coming and they're passing things up, it that's what it is. It's I don't have any confidence in myself to complete this play, so I'm going to try to make a pass or I'm trying to be unselfish or I'm going to make one more just to make sure we can certainly score on this play. But again, when you don't have the talent, yeah. the more times you move the puck to another player, the more likely it is to get intercepted. And, and Greg was saying it during the game to me too, like every pass is like just off. Yeah. Like, ooh, you see what the thought was. You, th- you see what, the, what they were thinking when they tried it, but they just don't have the ability to put that pass on a tape with regularity. And that's the difference between the Rangers and the Hawks. And yeah. that's the difference between you know, a Connor Bedard and a Philip Kurashev or a Colin Blackwell. Like, mm-hmm. that's what separates the elite from the good to the average, et cetera. Yeah, I think when you, with with this Blackhawks team right now, quantity over quantity quality is going to actually benefit you more often than not where, you know, yeah, you might make six passes to try and set up one good shot on goal, but it's a higher chance that that's going to, be saved than score most often whereas you you know have an opportunity to pepper four or five six shots on goal in a short period of time the higher likelihood you're going to get a rebound or, or a deflection or you know be able to to score a goal in in that sense I, I think your your law of averages would actually uh be better in that sense but yeah I mean it's it is different I mean look at the the first period after the Vlasic goal it was just a clinic the Rangers were putting on. Like, they were, they, it was like, yeah. they, 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 like, woke up. They were just like, oh, shit, we're losing. Like, we should not be losing to this team. Right. Let's turn it on. And, and, and they did. Like, and it, I was sitting, sitting there watching it, and I was just like, oh, yeah, these, these Rangers are pretty good. Like, you know, even though they've been slumping, like, they're still really, really good team. Yeah. I mean, and there were points of the game where <laughs> they were so in control it just felt like they're just trying stuff. Yeah, right, the Rangers yeah. are just out there, like, oh, let's experiment. We've got yeah. this. Uh, we've got this team out here. It was like when the varsity used to play the sophomores in football, right? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> eh, we're gonna try some things and see how it goes. <laughs> um, there was a lot of that from the Rangers, but again, like, I, I don't know. I think I'm a Rangers believer this year. I really am. And uh, Shesterkin hasn't been great. He's been ordinary, not bad, but he's been ordinary. But now all of a sudden, Jonathan Quick is putting up, like, career numbers. Yeah, it's not going to last. I don't think so, but, I mean, he looks good. He's going to at yeah, least he looks, be... Yeah, he looks good. If you if you can go into the postseason with a a uh, 
tail end of his career, Jonathan Quick playing really well yeah. as your backup. Uh, and then, you know, you hope Shesterkin kind of gets back to that level that he showed, you know, in the last two seasons. Um, that would be good for this Rangers team to have a little bit of confidence because if, if they get to the postseason and Jonathan Quick is your starter... I'm not believing in that. No, for, I don't for believe a, that for either. A, right? For an extended no. run. No, and I, I think even if, that. even looking at how Shesterkin has been this year, I think if tomorrow was day one of the playoffs, Shesterkin is your guy. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about it, but it's just, uh, I don't know. They just, they have the ability to adapt to a lot of play styles. They can grind it with you. They can skate with you. Uh, that I really like the way the Rangers are built and, um, yeah, who knows? Maybe they do something at the deadline, but I don't know if they have to. They've got a hefty lead in the Metro, which is a really solid division. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. They, they, they look they look really damn good. They can always trade Capo Caco for Lucas Reichel straight up. Caco with his second assist of the year today. Hey, good for him. I didn't know it was that bad. Alexis Lafreniere scored too. Now he's starting to look good. Yeah, he's he's turned a corner. Yeah. That's good for them. Yeah, Caco has played... 30 games, and he has five goals and one assist. Two assists now. The two assists. Thank you. They have not updated <laughs> NHL.com yet. Um, <laughs> that takes a while. Usually the last hockey site to update, by the yeah. way, NHL.com. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, yeah, the Rangers are a, a, a solid team. Um, you know, you have you have Artemi Panarin playing one of his uh, – be- uh, the best season he's had of his career. Um, that's – it's usually going to take a team pretty far, especially this one that is as uh, deep uh, as this Rangers team. So he has 67 points in 51 games, 31 goals, uh, 36 assists. Again, before tonight, will Panarin have one assist in this one? Uh, yeah, if that's yeah, all he one finished assist. with. Yeah. Yep. Bum. Twenty. What? Uh, what was the stat? <coughs> Twenty-one points in 11 career games against the Blackhawks now. That's good. Yeah. Those are good numbers. He, he always seems to, like, whenever I've watched Panarin play against the Blackhawks, it always just seems like he goes to a different gear. Like, he's trying harder. Yeah. Which, like, good good for him, you know, if, if there's any uh, motivation there. Hi, Sarah. How was the game? Fun time? <laughs> uh, eh, it was entertaining, at least. Sarah, I didn't know you had a sister. Hi. Oh, Hi. I'm Jay. Good to meet you. <laughs> oh, good, oh, good for your dad. Good thing he didn't come in here. <laughs> we would have thrown tomatoes at him. <laughs> Take care. No. I'm the worst. You eh, are. You know. You really are. Um, she seemed to like that. Sure. <laughs> I got a blown kiss for saying that. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> um, what were we saying? I don't know. Panarin. Panarin. He's very good. Yeah, yeah you know, he, he likes it to stick does it to the feel Blackhawks. like that, but he's kind of doing that with everybody. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> I mean, true. He's not discriminating. That's true. And he had, there was a moment in the first period where he had that patented Artemi Panarin one-timer from that patented Artemi Panarin mm-hmm. point. And I, I said, uh-oh, as yeah. soon as it happened. He just, he he's a great player. And we've all had our bad hockey takes uh, throughout <laughs> our lives, I we, everyone dogs James Naveau for saying he would have rather have had Martin Havlet over Marion Hosa when that happened. Mm. Um, mine is uh, I called Artemi Panarin a one-trick pony when he was with the Blackhawks. I and I, I was wrong. I was very wrong about that. He is an elite scorer, an elite player who can uh, do kind of everything. And uh, 
I mean, obviously he was a much better player now than he was when he left Chicago, but yeah, man, he is unbelievable and uh, just a great, great player. Very good. All right, well, tomorrow, or Sunday, rather, is the big game. It sure is. And if our, our friends are looking to put, put some uh, shekels down on said big game, yeah, where should they go, Mario? Well, you could go to the Circa Sportsbook because they are one of the best in the sports betting game. Circa, uh, they have tight money line splits and low hold models. They will strive to be at a minus 110 split on their menu, unlike other books which may have the same games at minus 115 or minus 120 splits. Circa keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared to other books. So, large market bet, Super Bowl coming up. I think uh, Circa is going to do all that they can Mm. to have some of those tight money line splits between the Niners and the Chiefs. Uh, The... This or that segment was uh, fun. That was today, fun during the uh, second period. Actually, it wasn't fun. People are stupid. No, the this or that. Oh, the look of the, the look alike thing was the bad. this or that. They booed yeah, was, uh, uh, Travis Kelsey look alike. Like they booed, vehemently. they booed the picture of Travis Kelsey. Right. They didn't boo his look alike. And then they booed Taylor Swift mercilessly. What are you doing? That's grow up. People are jealous. I people are so. jealous of, of of people that are happy in their lives. Um, circa. They don't limit players no. who are uh, who are winning a lot of their bets. You can take as much money from Circa as you want. Every player has the <laughs> same limits, unlike other books who do limit those who uh, bet well and win a lot of their bets. Circa encourages bettors to download and explore all the betting apps available, compare lines, and you will see that Circa comes back with the best lines possible. So... Download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circasports.com slash Illinois-app to sign up today. Also, be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537 or text GAMB, G-A-M-B, to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Com. I, what I was going to say was, tonight's UC crowd yeah, was uh, pro 49ers. Yeah, which is weird. Well, I think it shows More the age, too, because when the Bears used to be good and the Niners were good simultaneously, that was a pretty big rivalry. But again, yeah. it, it is people have fatigue from Travis Kelsey That's, and Taylor yeah. Swift, and it's like, uh, they seem like pretty decent people. It's weird. Yeah. It's well, very strange. Might not be your thing, but like... You know, it's just jealousy. There's more boo-worthy people than those two. That's for damn sure. Anyway, before we bring in Greg, if you're having a superb owl party this weekend, <laughs> chances are someone might spill some beer, some pop mm. on your floor, or maybe don't do that. If you're a youngster like Steven, someone might blow chunks over your floor. Oh God! And that you're just gonna want to replace it. You just mm-hmm. you don't want to have the PTSD of walking past that spot on your floor forever. So what are you gonna do? You're going to hit up our friends at Empire today where you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. You know by now, because you're from Chicago, that Empire today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they've got companies who are trying to be just like them. Well, they're not. Empire can't be beaten on quality, service, or speed. They are the best place to get your 
new flooring. They service their own warranties, so if an issue does arrive, you can just call Empire and they service all warranties themselves. You don't have to track down a manufacturer's phone number. Everything is done right through our friends at Empire today. And as you are selecting your new floors, open up that virtual floor designer Empire today has and take a look at how any new floor will look in any space in your house. So your kitchen, your bathroom, maybe even your garage or your basement. You want new floors in there? Get that virtual floor designer and you'll see exactly how your new floors from Empire Today are going to look in that space. It's a great feature and it lets you buy from Empire Today with confidence. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive $350 off when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See EmpireToday.com slash CHGO for details. And before we bring in Greg Boyson, I have failed at my job because oh, no. I've not told people to smash the like button yet. Oh, geez. And I know we have a lot of people watching and not a lot of people liking. So please, the more likes you hit, the fewer breakaways Boris Kachuk will butcher. <laughs> so if he does it again, it's on all of you who did not smash that like button. Let's try to get to 100 likes before the end of the show. And uh, the more the more likes, the fewer skate blades will that will uh, yeah. break. I need and to make we, like a disclaimer: this is not actually true. Yeah, all right, exactly. Thank you. No, and if we get to 150 true. likes, Greg will show feet. <laughs> hi, Greg. Uh, hi. Speaking of guys, uh, easy to boo in public places. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that was only a handful of people. Uh, how, how'd it go? How was the post game? Um, short and sweet. Yeah. Uh, well, not very sweet, but short. Uh, we talked to Philip Kurashev, who is a man of few words, and uh, Alex Vlasic uh, had some some thoughts, some good things, uh, some good quotes there. Um, so, uh, you know, they, again, it's a lot of the same old stuff. It's just. It, this team doesn't want moral victories anymore. They don't want loser points. They want to win. And and for the first time in a long time, hey, they scored more than one goal. They scored three. They scored twice in the final six minutes of the game, but then uh, failed to possess the puck at all in the overtime. And that's usually a recipe for doom. Um, but, you know, it, this was a team that, that didn't, give up at any point during the night they were right there for most of the night it got a little lopsided in the first period but by the you know second third period hawks were evening it up hawks were dictating the play a lot late i think the rangers were guilty of kind of taking their foot off the gas a bit there in the third period and before they knew it uh it was a tie game but do you look at the three goals the blackhawks scored tonight that's what they have to do it was it was alex vlasic Pouncing on a loose puck and having it on his stick for a split second and getting it through traffic. It was Nick Foligno crashing the net and putting home a rebound. It was Jason Dickinson getting his stick and redeflecting a shot from the point. Simple, not complicated, not cycling seven times and passing to nobody, not looking for the perfect play. Get puck, shoot puck, sometimes puck goes in that. It's a simple game sometimes. It's a, it should be a simple game all the time. Get puck, shoot puck. Especially for this team. Yeah, I mean, and even when you look at like the goals the Rangers score, like, yeah, there were some nice passing plays, but they're right in front, you know? Like, there's a Benajad overtime goal. That's a snipe, sure. But Chris Kreider, who's made millions of dollars standing right in front of the net, 
popping pucks in. They come right on a stick. Like, it's just not. We saw Taylor Radish today. The one time I noticed him, he was parked in front of the net. A perfect pass came right to him and is right under his stick. It's like, oh, my that's, God. But at least they're, at least the attempt is right. He's in the right place with the right intention. And, and I think your point is right, Greg. We were talking a little bit about how I was getting frustrated watching them constantly trying to cycle behind the net. But in general, their game plan of actively, consciously trying to get more pucks on net, it's that transition is beginning. You're seeing that the the message that's being pounded by Luke Richardson and his staff practice after practice after practice is finally starting to get through. And I think, yeah, they're tired of moral victories and they're tired of talking about good efforts and all those things. But when you look back at this game, now that you got some results from that, maybe it will say, okay, fine. Now we get it. Now we can do it. Because, look, if, if it's one goal scored, you know, highlight reel or one goal scored deflection, it's not going to do anything to really – motivate you to keep trying it because nothing's really working um tonight it worked for them and i and i I hope hopefully this remains contagious and they and it just goes this way until and even after bedard's back frankly yeah it's hard to break bad habits you can't do that overnight like so you're you're starting to see a little more of the simplified stuff not as not as you know you still need more of it but you're starting to see it more consistently and and now that you, you make some plays tonight that where you get rewarded and you score three goals instead of your usual one or none, it kind of hopefully sets in like this is what we have to do. Uh, and you mentioned Radish. I actually thought this was one of Radish's better games of the season. Um, you know, he's off the, quote, top line. Um, so he's facing, you know, uh, lesser defense. I know he had three shots on goal, uh, a couple more shot attempts. His line uh, at five on five – uh, had it was uh, Entwistle, Kachuk, and Radish. Uh, they they had a almost a sixty five percent Corsi Corsi uh, percentage. They had nine shot attempts, four to five against, so they were effective. Um, and something about Kachuk and Radish when they're together, be it on the power play or on the five on five, things happen. It's not always good, but it's things. Yep. It's it, it's in the Kachuk again, like all respect to him. Like he's doing everything he can except scoring. And yeah. we saw that, that the, the goal they gave up where his skate blade went flying off and Isaac Phillips has to push him back oh, over man. to the bench. And Isaac Phillips gets caught and the Rangers score, which just is a perfect summary of the season. Just comical. But man, like the hockey gods are just shooting on Boris Kachuk. Yeah. Like it's oh it's my rough. god. I asked Luke about uh Boris in the post game and I, I said uh you know he's a he's definitely a high event player because every time he's on the ice something is happening. Something um and like good. what what has changed since he came back from from Rockford and he said that like well first he said that like he he didn't think Boris uh, protected the puck as well tonight. He's had in the past, so he had to get the criticism in there. But he said he's got all the tools to be a, a good player. He's got speed. He's got size. He just can't seem to get it all to work at the same time in his favor and, and get that finish. But he's getting the chances, and uh, hopefully it's just a matter of time before he starts cashing in on those chances. Somebody in the chat compared him to Victor Stahlberg or John Hayden. 
um, where John you look Hayden at the tools and it's like, well, yeah, like I think John Hayden is actually pretty decent. John like Hayden a, was a, a bigger scale, a bigger guy who like looked the part but just could not put put puck in yeah. net. And that, I mean, look, yeah. that's that's the that, it's. I, we're using a lot of ba- baseball analogies today, but there's a lot of guys that can hit fastballs, but if you can't hit a curveball, you're not going to make it, right? Yeah. And Kachuk is that kind of a guy where, yeah, he's, I would say, above average speed, decent size, decent shot, but just fails to put the puck in the net, and that's that's what the game is. Yeah, the uh, bottom line at the end of the day is if you can't score um, – you probably don't stick around very long. So, um, just like in baseball, if you don't hit, you, you usually don't stick around in the, in the big big league. So, but you know it. it it's just I thought we were going to have the same game that we've seen so many times where the Blackhawks score first and then lose three to one. But credit to them for sticking sticking it out. You know Nick Felino scoring a Nick Felino goal. You know that's back to back games with goals for him. Jason Dickinson. Now it took him a month, but. Connor Bedard no longer leads the team in goals. Jason Dickinson passed him up with that goal. So, you know, Bedard's going to be itching to come back and reclaim that top spot. And he'll probably do that within his first two periods that he's back in the lineup. But, um, you know, they got rewarded. They didn't get the final, you know, they didn't get the extra point. But this is definitely a game you can build on. If you can bottle up the first six minutes of the game and the last six minutes of the game and figure out how to do that the whole game, you should be okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you sent in. Uh, I know you sent in Luke. You sent in uh, uh, Vlasic. I sent in Vlasic. Um, Luke. Luke. For whatever reason, it keeps failing on my end. So blame technology. But I think we eh, it, we? he. he I, it's no, loading on Twitter. We, we have Vlasic ready though. Oh, okay. Vlasic's good. Vlasic has is quick, uh, and he had some good thoughts. Uh, Luke is getting put up on the uh, CHGO Blackhawks Twitter account, so you can head over there to see his post game. Uh, and f- make sure you're following when you get over there, too, if you haven't already. All right, let's fire up Alex Vlasic and uh, put some final thoughts and let Greg go home. Be able to get a point out of this one and get a few goals. Uh, was it a step in the right direction? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we uh, we battled back pretty well there. They're obviously one of the better teams in the league. And um, to kind of get that second and third goal, it's good for us. I mean, we've been struggling to even put up one sometimes. So. Um, yeah, like you said, step in the right direction for sure. Just got to, you know, execute there. And, and over time, I think I kind of uh, take a little bit of the blame on, on myself for that last goal there. But, um, yeah, I mean, three really skilled players coming down on a three-on-two. It's, it's tough to make those uh, decisions. When it's hard to score without Connor, do you try to chip in more offensively like you did on your first one tonight? Uh, for sure, yeah. I mean, I think uh, I've been trying to work on my shot quite a bit this year. I feel like I've gotten quite a few... Uh, chances uh, that I haven't been able to capitalize on and that's kind of an area in the second half here that I'm trying to uh, get a little bit better at and contribute like you said offensively. You guys were down 3-1 and I think you reeled off like nine or ten straight shots in the third period and it seemed like it might have been a done deal but you brought yourself back for a point. Yeah it's nice to see I think uh, we got to kind of find a way to, to play like that um, right from the start and no matter what the score is I think when we when we get down a couple goals you know we take a few more risks and sometimes those pay off and we play a little bit more on our toes and that's what we got to do the whole game in my opinion. I think that's the first time you've scored with the extra attacker with the goalie pulled at the end too is that some proof of concept there finally? Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know how many six on fives we've had. I can't really seem to get it done. And um, yeah, just simple plays like that. I think we got to be 
Uh, just putting pucks in the net. Dickey had a great tip in, in front with a great uh, net front presence. And uh, a lot of teams, when you watch them play, they kind of do that, that same thing as uh, just funneling pucks to the net. And um, yeah, we were you know fortunate enough to, to come back and, and keep the extra point going. Is it tough in a game like that to live the learning curve of knowing when to push and knowing when to kind of hold back as a defenseman with so many young defensemen in the lineup? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you got to know who you're dealing with on the other team as well. You know, you got those top two lines over there, Panarin and Zibanejad. They um, got some of the, the most boys, I think, in the league. Uh, Fox as well on, on one of their goals. Just um, They're not necessarily moving their feet, but they're just going to wait you off and kind of wait for you to make the first mistake. And, um, yeah, it's cool to, to be able to play against them and, and learn from your mistakes, like you said, against uh, some of the better players, the smarter players in the league. Thank you. Thank you. That is Alex Vlasic, soon to be multimillionaire. <laughs> Kid's been playing awesome, yeah. man. And and he you could see that he is uh you know, as the years gone on, he's been a lot more um kind of around in the locker room, talking to people and really like taking that leadership role on the ice. Now he's not like a Felino where he's gonna be yeah. chirping all the time and getting in people's ears, but just that kinda Quiet, stoic, lead by example guy. You could tell um, this team trusts him. Luke Richardson trusts him. And mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to start checking boxes of who's going to be here when this team's great again, uh, you got him and Bedard for sure. Those are, you could put that in Sharpie. Yeah, we were, uh, Greg and I were, we took advantage of how uh, beautiful of a day it was today in Chicago. And uh, after the uh, afternoon event uh, at the, the UC, we, Walked back to the office and killed some time and then walked back to the United Center. And on our way to uh, walking into the United Center, there was some uh, merchandise that you could purchase on the corner of uh, Madison and Wood. And mm-hmm. uh, it said Bedard Reichel 24 as like a presidential campaign oh, sure, t-shirt. Sure. And we were like, you might need to change that. And I think <sighs> Bedard Vlasic 24 would be a pretty good That would probably sell better. On that, uh, on that t-shirt there. Yeah, I mean... Uh, a lot of activity in our chat tonight at thinking about, you know, Vlasic's potential contract extension and what it looks like. The longer the Blackhawks wait this season, uh, the more that price is going up because with every game he is getting better and more comfortable uh, in his role in the in the NHL. Like, it's they, the Blackhawks really, uh, I think, have a, a guy that is going to play in your top four if not on your top pair for a while here in the NHL. So, you know, we've, we've seen other contracts around the league uh, with, with young defensemen uh, locking guys in for, for longer term. I think if the Blackhawks, uh, I think their their best bet is to give him that long-term extension now. Do it now, yep. Uh, and, and try and, you know, mimic what you did with uh, the Duncan Keith deal back in the day where very quickly it became – uh, you know, one of the best valued contracts in the league. Uh, I'm not saying Vlasic is going to be Duncan Keith, but if you can get Vlasic at a lower number for a longer term now than, say, two or three years down the road, I think you're going to be able to to maximize value there. But, hey, I don't make those decisions. The biggest cap hit that Duncan Keith had in his NHL career was 5.538. Yeah. Well, and uh, Greg and I were talking about it uh, today between uh, morning skate and the game. Duncan Keith only signed two contracts in his career. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was what there was that pre CBA, th- you know, when you could just, it was a wild, wild west of contracts. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the best bet for the Blackhawks is to uh, try and, and get him seven, eight year deal. I don't know, six million. Done. And, and I, I take that and run. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with that. Greg, what do you, how do you feel about? Uh, I think eight years we're all happy with. But what about is is six a little too rich for you, or does it seem about right? No, I mean whatever it takes. Get him here locked up as long as po- as long as possible. Get the longest deal you can for him. Uh, it was funny today. The uh, NHL.com projected the roster for Team USA for next year's Four Nation Faceoff or whatever they're calling it. And I was a little like, oh, Seth Jones was left off the defenseman list. You know, there are a couple guys on there where I was like, I would take Seth Jones over him. Uh, by the time that rolls around, you might be thinking Alex Vlasic deserves to be playing on that team. You know, uh, a defensive pair of, of Quinn Hughes and Alex Vlasic sounds pretty damn good to me. Yeah, I, mean, I hope that the problem is it's not a problem. But I mean, the reason he's not getting any publicity is because he's not a point producer. And we talked to Corey Crawford yesterday. If you missed that, go back and check it out. And we were talking about uh, unsung Blackhawks. And, again, the first name he said was Nicholas Jalmerson. And that's a guy who everyone here knew how great Nicholas Jalmerson was. And during the playoffs, like, maybe they would do a little feature about, hey, don't sleep on this guy. But he was a star-level player. And Vlasic is right on that trajectory. And the fact that, like, you can't have a – and it's not just the Calder. It's the Selkie. It's the, you, you just can't win a trophy without being a, a point producer anymore. Yeah. And it's frustrating. And there should be something for a stay-at-home defenseman because he need like, you're telling me that next year you wouldn't want him on the national team to be a stay-at-home, stalwart, physical, big, shot-blocking. I, I, I don't know. I, just, I hope that the league doesn't sleep on him because the team is so bad and he's not putting up points, and all the focus is on Bedard. But maybe when Bedard comes back and the Hawks start getting a little more attention night after night, Vlasic can start taking advantage of that exposure a little bit because the dude has been probably the most consistent Hawk all year. Yeah, yes. From day one has. to now, I, I fail to think of a game where we say Alex Vlasic struggled in this game. There might be a moment or two or three where you said, Ooh. ah, he probably wants that one back. But overall, for the vast majority of the season, he has been rock solid and dependable. Yeah, for sure. And I don't, I mean, I've said for a dec- over a decade, there needs to be a two defenseman awards. Give the Norris to the best actual defensive defenseman and then it, give the Bobby Orr award to the defensive, you know, your Eric Carlson's who score 100 points, you know. Um, but, you know, Vlasic is, is been, has been great. And I don't care if he scores points. It's the points he prevents the other team from scoring that are more important than the points he's going to put up. That's where his value is. Yeah, he's he's been outstanding. All right, Greg, any other uh, little nuggets you want to share before we let you go? Yeah, I just wanted to give a quick shout-out. Uh, I was happy to see Philip Kershev getting a, a, an assist on the Felino goal. He was fantastic tonight. And, you know, the Blackhawks aren't scoring, but he seems to be the, the one guy every night that's the most dangerous he has looked so confident with the puck tonight. Like every time he had the puck on his stick, he was just gliding past guys, trying to make moves. Did they all work? No, but he had the confidence to, to try and create something. Uh, I think he's really taken it upon himself to be like, all right, Connor Bedard's not here. We need somebody to, to create something. I'm going to be that guy. 
um, and his confidence is growing. So I was I was happy that he got rewarded with a point on that second goal because he earned it. Yeah, he's he's been uh, when we talk about most consistent Hawks uh, since he's been back too. He's been really really good, and I'm glad that uh, he has he I don't I don't know if he really bet on himself, but. He was put in a position to show, you know, kind of prove himself, and he's done it. So I'm very happy for him too. And while you're here, do we? Only Mario knows the winner of Who's Your Hawk. So, mm. well, well, it uh, it it ties in very well to our conversation about Alex Flasic because Alex Flasic, God damn it, with a 2.34 game score, beat out Seth Jones with a 2.31 game score. In the uh, tiebreaker between myself and Seth, or uh, myself and Greg, in our picks, so that means two wins in a row for myself. Last night, ah, didn't have the or not last night, Wednesday night, didn't have the ability to wear the helmet tonight. Ah, I do, and there's a very long hair on this. Well, we know that's not mine. <laughs> Whoa. Could be one of my Jay's. back hairs. Could Thank be on your Appreciate that. I haven't worn that in weeks. It can't be mine. Uh, it's been hiding. It's been hiding. It's, it's definitely not Nick Felino's. I know that for sure. Sa- Use it to Sarah, the screw. Sarah must Sa- have been wearing yeah, it. Sarah's been wearing the helmet in her free time. Uh, yeah, so that's your helmet winner. Congrats, Alex I guess. Alex Vlasic, by the way. Like I said, Alex Vlasic's been overrated all year, and it's all smoke and mirrors. And, uh, yeah. Alex Vlasic, by the way. Uh, of active Blackhawks players, fifth on the team uh, for top average game score this season. Top five are Jason Dickinson, Joey Anderson, uh, Nick Foligno, Connor Bedard, Alex Vlasic. I'm surprised he's that low, to be honest with you. I know that points and stuff factor into the game score. Yes. But he's just been awesome all year. I love him. If you're considering a Hawks jersey, and you yeah. don't want to be the seven millionth person with a counter Bedard jersey, <laughs> Vlasic might be a cool one to have. Yeah. They will be, uh, I'm sure, very m- more uh, abundant as, uh, as this, uh, this summer and into next season uh, goes on. Yeah, I've debated uh, changing my Panarin 72 jersey to a Vlasic, but... Uh, I won't do it because it's a it's a Adidas jersey, and I, I'm just too much of a jersey snob to be like I can't wear a Vlasic Adidas jersey because he never wore one of those. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Or no, it's not even Adidas. It might even be Reebok. Reebok. It's a Reebok, I think. Reebok. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah it's a definitely didn't wear one of those. Yeah. Just wait till yeah. it's a Fanatics. Then you get a Levasic jersey. <laughs> Vlasic with get two vasage. You get you get Vasage with an H. Yeah, yeah. You get vasectomy <laughs> on the back. All right, we'll talk to you. Uh, well, that happens on the front, Jay. Monday, right? We'll talk we're off all Gre- weekend again. We'll talk we? to Greg tomorrow. We're going to Rockford. Oh yeah, we're going to Rockford. That's yes. right. <laughs> I'm not going to talk to you though. How quickly you forget? <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> all right, we'll see you at Beefaro tomorrow afternoon. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll be there. Four thirty. Right. That is uh, Greg Boyson. Follow him on Twitter at. Greg Boyson. Uh, make sure, by the way, he does these pregame threads on the CHGO Blackhawks Twitter account that mm-hmm. gives you 
More info than you'll ever want on a Blackhawks game. He puts a ton of work into it. Very well So researched. when you see those, know those are done by Greg, and they're awesome and yeah. full of info. I always, uh, when I sit down to UC, I pull that thread up. I'm like, start copying and pasting notes that I want for <laughs> the post game. I'm glad stealing, he does the work for stealing me. Stealing his work. <laughs> exactly. Wonderful. Um, by the way, we should, um, we should mention uh, our friends at the Palace Grill on yeah. Madison last night. Uh, big tough, fire tough in the scenes. kitchen there. Um, so hopefully, uh, I, I'm, I'm confident that yeah. they've got things pretty well under control insurance wise and that the palace grill is going to bounce back. But if you missed it, uh, big fire there, uh, what, probably around 10 o'clock or so I started seeing the news. Yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, silver lining to that is, is it was closed for a very long time. No one was there. So, uh, you know, no injuries in the, uh, uh, in, in the, in the fire and everything, which is, which is good. But yeah, just uh, it's tough. But I'm like you said, I'm sure uh, you know there, there's going to be a quick bounce back um, for the Palace Girls. Such a you know since since been there since 1938. Yeah, like such an established uh, Man, that is a legendary place. Bed. Oh yeah, you like, walk in there, and I remember a couple years ago went out to lunch, and this is before Darren Pang was with the Hawks. He was the Blues were in town, so Darren Pang mm-hmm. was in there. Having lunch with, I think, I don't remember if it was Pat Foley or, who, or maybe it was Eddie O. Like, yeah. There's Hawks paraphernalia everywhere. They've got a big welcome counter Bedard mural painted yeah. on the wall. So hopefully George and everybody uh, at the Palace Grill get back up and running soon. But like you said, Mario, glad that uh, everyone's okay. That's mm-hmm. the most important thing. So yeah. the Palace Grill will be back and better than ever, and you can go get your fill of amazing uh, breakfast and lunch food. That place is whew. It's great. Bang, so bang for your buck. That Hell is a yeah. that is a great place to go to. Yes, it um, is outstanding. Yeah, it's it's good. Someone was saying that, uh, you know, they they opened up the Chili's Chili pop up bar. Yeah, delicious. Someone was uh, someone was saying they should try and incorporate Palace Grill into there as well. Like maybe have some things that are sure. staples of the menu available just as a I'll take down some pancakes at a Hawks game. I'm not above that. <laughs> yeah, why not? I'll, I'll take a heart attack sandwich. Why not? Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, good luck to George and everybody over at the Palace Grill, but I'm sure, uh, like I said, they'll be they'll be back and better than ever, and when they are, make sure you support them. And I'm sure, uh, you know, look for a GoFundMe, and I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if the, your Chicago Blackhawks don't chip in a little bit to get the – to help out a little bit if it's needed. And you probably won't probably. hear much about it, but it seems yeah. like something that uh, Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner would be all over. So uh, good luck to George over at the Palace Grill. And as soon as you're open, we'll be there to celebrate. Sure That's will. damn sure. And tell maybe me while they're rebuilding, George can upgrade his uh, fleet of uh, delivery vehicles. Because guess what? It's getting easier for business owners like George to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. Yes, the electric grid is ever-evolving to meet our cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards the electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or an entire fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. Now remind everybody, Mario, what business owners should do. Well, everybody and business owners, you should go to comed.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives that are available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, do not wait. Well, until after the show is yeah, over, then, then you can go. Uh, start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for businesses. Good for the planet. Good for all of us. Go to comed.com 
slash clean. I believe you said that was comed.com slash clean. You would be correct. Go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Yes. And after you do that, Mm -hmm. you should celebrate with all the money you're saving on gas and all the things you need to power your fleet. Yes. And get some tickets to some theater events or Hawks games or whatever else you're looking for from our friends at Game Time. Uh, It can be a frustrating experience to... Log on to uh, said evil ticket conglomeration and say, mm. I want two tickets. Oh, the face value here is uh, $50 a ticket. I can swing that. And by the time you're done, it's $175 in fees and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. When basically all they're doing is sending you a QR code. I don't know <laughs> what those fees are for. I don't understand it. But processing Jay. with our friends at game time, don't have to worry about that stuff. You don't have to worry when buying tickets to your next big event with game time. They're the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They've got great last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork <laughs> out of buying tickets. Are you showing us Super Bowl He's, tickets here? Super Bowl yes, I tickets. Am. I was wondering. I was. There like, are a lot available. Sure. There's a lot of four- and five-digit numbers up there, How do we get in the game? Available. How do we get it? Is, is that the cheapest ticket you're showing me? What, yeah, what yeah is, this is the cheapest ticket. It's cheapest uh, get-in ticket is six thousand dollars here's what i'm gonna say this is controversial football is a sport better watched on television you know going to the super bowl would be quite the uh yeah it'd be a cool experience, experience but free. going to you know week three of the nfl of bears panthers i'll watch that at home yeah it is a it is a sport made for tv so don't don't waste your money on that the twenty thousand dollar ticket right there uh That's head crazy. over to game time and get yourself some Hawks tickets. <laughs> wait, wait. I thought that was the view from your seat, and it's the it's like scrolling overhead. I thought that was the view for a second. I was like, wow, you can sit on the jumbo truck. <laughs> Threw me That'd off too. Cool. That, that's one of the suites, I guess. That, yeah, hey, Explains why not? It's a twenty thousand dollar price tag. I can you imagine that if you watched a game from like the catwalk, like in Calgary? No, basically in Calgary. I'm good. Yeah. Hey, if we ever start traveling, I'm skipping wild. the Calgary games. No, you got to go to Calgary. You got to do it at least once. Save some money, though. Use that promo code CHGO. We'll knock down that five-figure. You sure would. So you would say yeah. you'd save a ton. Yeah. <laughs> well, jump on game time. They've got the last-minute deals like we talked about. Easy to find and buy the tickets for every kind of event in your area and views from your seat like we mentioned and that lowest price guarantee. You've got event cancellation protection and job loss protection. So if you scanned your butt on the company printer... And you got busted. You busted. get to say, here's what I did. Here's proof. Here's the picture. Can I please get my money back? And they'll say, sure, we're game time. We'll take care of you with that. Take the guesswork <laughs> out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app. Create an account and use that code CHGO to save $20 off your $6,000 Super Bowl <laughs> ticket. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code CHGO for popcorn. $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. All right, our, we do not have 100 likes yet. We have 99 likes. No, that's 100. It's actually 100. It, it's right, always well, one more than it shows. You know, yeah. Come on. Our friend uh, BJD here in the chat says they are going to scroll up a little bit, Stephen. Going to Hawks Avs via game time. Way to go. Hopefully you used our code and saved you some money. That It really is. A, you know, now that the ad's over, I can speak organically, like the comment read. Uh, um, every read's organic. Yes, right? that really is a very awesome app. I love Game Time. It's so easy to use, and it's wonderful. So use, use, them, it use that code CHGO. Use them many times. All right, we're over 100 likes. We love you for that. Nice. Where are we at on uh, four-star of the game? Are we ready to declare a winner? 
Yes, we do have a winner with 50% of the vote. Mm. And I'm going to spoil it here. We've been talking about it a lot today. Ooh. Alex Vlasic. Alex Vlasic, uh, wow. The Alex Vlasic show. Well, the goal helps. That's for damn sure. You know, if we don't talk about uh, Connor Bedard or Lucas Reichel on this show, we That's usually don't guy. talk about anybody else. But right? hey, v- Alex Vlasic earned it tonight. Yeah, he sure did. I mean, look, I, my stumping for Seth Jones uh, is taking nothing away from Alex Vlasic. He was terrific. Yeah. And uh, scoring that goal, uh, and hopefully, like he sort of said, post game, like trying to get in that offensive mindset a little bit more, which he'll do as his career goes on. I don't think yeah. he's going to be this low of a scorer his whole career, um, but it'll come around. He's been really, really good and deserving. Look, if you have a guy like him who's not a big point producer, yeah, paired with a guy like Seth Jones, who that opens his offensive game, that's fine. Live with that. Like, yeah, you don't. You don't need to be. If you're if you're if you're a top pair or top four guy, you don't have to be a forty point producer as a defenseman. You can put up 10, 15, 20 points. But if you're defensively sound and your you know, your your net for point production or point, you know, suppression the other way, like that makes a difference too. Sure does. So yes it does. Uh, he's been terrific. So congrats to him. He wins a uh, fabulous Seiko watch. <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, we got a super chat we got to get to from Ralph J. Sort of on the topic of uh, Calder Trophy. He says Brock power play assists only favor for Calder. Apparently, here here's what I'll say to uh, we mentioned this a little bit ago. Don't get worked up about it. if if for some reason Connor Bedard does not win the Calder Trophy. That won't happen. He's still going to be the better player. It's going to be a uh, punchline in a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, don't worry. Con- Connor McDavid didn't win a rookie of the year, and his career turned out fine. Yeah. He also missed half a season. Right. And still finished, I think, second in voting. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I, I have I have all the belief that Bedard missing the time that he has is not going to take him out of the uh, running as the favorite for the Calder Trophy because as much as people want to say, oh, well – if you take out the preseason hype, what has he done? Well, he's led all rookies in scoring on a glorified AHL roster. And since he's missed time with his broken jaw, no one has surpassed him in point production. He's the rookie leader in goals. Uh, By my last calculation, uh, he's still the rookie leader in even strength goals. And he is the leader in time on ice per game amongst rookie forwards. Like, it's he's going to come back. He's going to end up leading this team in, in goals and in points and in assists. And he's going to lead rookies and all those things, I'm sure. It's, you know, he's lived up to that preseason yeah. hype. So if you're just saying, if, if people are out there arguing, well, it's preseason hype. No, it's not. No. It's it's living up to preseason hype. If he what if he was doing this without any preseason hype, he'd still be leading. Right, exactly, he'd still be yes. the leader. So, yes. look, yep. Brock Faber's a great player. Plus minus doesn't mean shit. So, right. One of my favorite comps for this is uh, the year that Stephen Curry was runner up for Rookie of the Year. Do you yes. guys have any idea who won? Ooh, um, what year was that? Jared Jack. I think it was two thousand nine season. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I want to say. Was not Jared Jack. Damn it! Uh, 2009, 2010. You're, you're not going to get it. NBA. That's for no, I'll get reason. it. Hold on. Seriously? 
Marcus Pfizer. Is he Kurt, is he still <laughs> still playing? I'm just naming no. basketball no, players not. that pop in my head. Brandon Knight. Manute Bowl. No. Damn it. It, it was uh, Tyreek Evans. And sure. Uh, yeah. Tyreek doesn't Evans. play anymore. Hasn't played in a long time. Yeah. I've heard of him. I, I bet Sacra- if you Sacramento asked, King. Yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. I've mm-hmm. heard of them. I bet if you would have asked back then. I'm, Purple. No one's going to say now. Right, yeah. Oh, I'd rather have Tyreek Evans over that. No. <laughs> of course yeah, not. ask ask any Minnesota Wild fan. Uh, They'll pretend the, the one of them. Uh, they would <laughs> trade Brock Faber for Connor Bedard a thousand times over. So that's that's your argument there. All right, we're done with today's show. But first, there are still tickets available for tomorrow night's Corey Crawford yes retirement ceremony. Rockford IceHogs versus Chicago Wolves can find at them the on BMO Game Center. Time. The puck drops at seven o'clock. Here's the deal. If you're going to the game, the doors open at 5.30. The Corey Crawford pregame ceremony will start at 6.20. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're in the doors by 6.20. In your seat. To take, yeah, in your seat, ready to go to watch the Corey Crawford uh, thing. And I'll say again, if you're heading out to Rockford, you can make a day of it. Leave in the morning. It's and supposed to be nice weather tomorrow. Good leave. weather. Yeah. Go visit the Rockford Peaches Field. Run the bases. Stand on the mound. Go into dugouts. It's really a cool place. And there's a there's good food. There's a lot of good stuff to do mm-hmm. in Rockford. You could certainly make a day out of that trip. So uh, head out, support the Ice Hogs, go show some love to Corey Crawford, uh, who was kind enough to join us yesterday. If you missed yeah. that, make sure you go check it out because uh, it was really really good. Got about a half hour with him and could have had a whole bunch more. Steven's um, been cranking out all of our yeah. social videos and stuff from that. Thank you for that, Steven. Appreciate that. Yeah, um, yeah. It was it was great talking with Corey. Um, you know, it's going to be nice to uh, to see him get that honor tomorrow with the Ice Hogs. And, uh, you know, it, it, tickets are available. Sell out the BMO. Let, uh, let Corey, you know, hear, hear your support and uh, hear that love. And, you know, give, give the Ice Hogs a full house to play, uh, to play in front of. Um, you know, they, they've been fighting it. I think they're on a seven-game skid, but also a three-game point streak, as Greg pointed out, as they lost in overtime again tonight. Um, so they, they, they need the support to try and, uh, uh, get out of that slump. So it should be a good game. They're playing the Chicago Wolves. So there's a little in-state rivalry there and, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Icehogs.com to get your tickets. And, uh, Hey, before we go, want to remind everybody to become a diehard at allchgo.com. Why should you become a diehard? Why should you fork over your hard earned money to become a CHGO diehard? And I could see. Hey, you know, money's tight these days. You know, this economy, you you spend your money carefully. Well, here's why. You get a free shirt or hat upon sign up. So there's, what, 35 bucks right off the top, Mm -hmm. right? So that's that's about half the membership. Then you come to a tailgate or a takeover, and you save 20% on that. So you go to an event. That's probably about the rest of it. It's money saved. And if you had been a diehard early this season, you'd have tickets to the Chris Chelios Jersey retirement game. Yes. You'd be able to see Patrick Kane's potential return to Chicago. Yeah. And you would have saved 20% on that and probably gotten in the, the doors of the United Center cheaper than you would have to buy yep. them right off the Blackhawks website or even game time. So uh, becoming a diehard is a great value. You save 20% on all of our merch all the time mm-hmm. at chgolocker.com. It is a great program. It helps us out big time. You get access to Greg and Mario's Rebuild Report and my Blackhawks beat and a ton of great other written content from all the other beats in town. Yep. Adam Ho's got his weekly newsletter. There's tons of great stuff at allchgo.com. So become a diehard, support us, and we would greatly appreciate that. And you, like Luke says in the chat, you get a shiny membership card. Yeah, that's right. it's pretty fancy. 
Not accepted at uh, most restaurants, but some restaurants. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You could try it. Yep. I, need, I need that disclaimer again. Not actually expected at restaurants. Not a guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So you become a diehard. It. Join us. Become part of the community here. Uh, we would love to see you around at our events and everything. Speaking, and uh, check out all the great stuff at allchgo.com. Speaking of the takeover yes. on the Chelios night, the Blackhawks released a little bit of scheduled events yes, for that game. Going on. Doors open bright and early at 1 in, in the uh, afternoon. Uh, there is a panel with Chelios and uh, friends at 2.15. That'll be hosted by one Pat Foley. That'll be fun. Uh, the and friends, Greg tried to uh, to get to the bottom of it with Chelios today. I've, he was speaking at the uh, Chili Bar pop up and didn't uh, didn't reveal any names, uh, but he did say that you know when when he was inducted to the Hall of Fame, uh, he had about a hundred people that he invited, and he said this will be about three hundred people uh, that he invited. Yeah. So the 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 party list for Chelios's night is going to be extensive. Honestly, I I, I don't think you can have that kind of panel. Without guys like Ed Belfour and Ronick. Jeremy Roenick, and and just the the extensive list of the guys from the '90s that that he played with, and um, it's going to be a, that's going to be a, a ton of fun. And the pregame ceremony, like it did for for Marion Hosa's night, is going to be well before puck drop, so don't they're not, they're not going to be delaying anything with puck drop. So don't pay attention to puck drop time. That's at five o'clock. You're going to want to be in your seat by three. 10 p.m. that day uh, because everything's going to get going pregame and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, just know that and we will uh, schedule our takeover events accordingly. Yep. Um, we're all going to be there. We're all going to have a good time. All you diehards save money on having a good time. It's going to be awesome. So we're at the Ice Hawks game tomorrow. So look for our uh, CHGO underscore Blackhawks on Twitter. Tons of great content coming. We'll hope to talk to Del Mastro and Doc and Allen and all those guys. Yes. As well as some Corey Crawford stuff, obviously. And we'll be back on the show Monday at 2.30 with all that stuff and more. So make sure you join us then. In the meantime, have a great weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Be safe. We want you all back here on Monday. If you need a driver, call a Lyft, call an Uber, get home safe. So everybody's here Monday to talk more Hawks. We'll talk to you then on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast, which is powered by our friends at Comet. I saw you looking at me, Stephen. I, <laughs> I was ready this time. I haven't memorized. <laughs> it's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com slash clean. See you Monday at 2.30 here on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. We all silly like the mayor. 